feeling better, looking better, making life better. It's Life Tips. Life Tips. We'll explore the latest innovations, introduce you to the latest products, and bring you the tips from experts and environmental pioneers to help you lead a better life. Life Tips. Life Tips. Life Tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, wiser. Welcome your hosts, Byron White and Amanda Smith. Welcome to the show, everybody. We're happy to have you here. I've been out for a little while. Mandy, how are you? I'm good. I'm so glad you're back. I've been making a mess of things for weeks. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure that I wasn't missed by you or anybody, but it's uh, you did such a great job with the show. But uh, tell us about our guest today and who we're going to be chiming in with. Our guest today is Joshua, and let's let's listen to me uh, butcher his last name, Onisco. I'm sure I have that totally wrong. <laughs> but he's a uh, founder and CEO of Pangea Organics, and interestingly enough, he's a local boy. He's uh, a Rhode Island, you know, born and bred. So he's he's a local boy doing some good. Started a great organic company, and we're going to talk to him about some of his new products and you know the way he's running such a cool business. Joshua was actually on the line. I heard him say hello. So, Joshua, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Right on. Power of going organic. Tell us about your company and, and its uh, SO, uh, ecocentric sort of nature. We want to learn a little bit about it, and then we'll, we'll talk for a few minutes initially here, and then we'll take a break and maybe three or four minutes, if that's okay with you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like she was saying, I grew up in Rhode Island, and when I was 18, I left Rhode Island, and I started moving around the country and when I was 19, I ended up in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. And after a year of being there, I started realizing that the uh, green sea turtle population was uh, dissipating down in Central and South America. So I decided to move down to Nicaragua and Costa Rica and uh, work with the green sea turtle populations. And after I was there for about four months, I realized that I wanted to travel the world for my education because I actually had dropped out of high school when I was 16. And so I um, went back to Wyoming, and I worked three jobs for three years, saving up money. And one morning I woke up and decided that I wanted to go move to India. So I called my parents, who are still living in West Wark, and told them I was moving to India. They didn't like the idea very much, but I decided to go home to Rhode Island to visit them before I left. And while I was home making dinner with my mom, I saw a coffee table book that my mom had bought about making handmade soap, and I read it and decided that as a bombing project before I left for India, I was going to make soap with my mom, and I went up to Whole Foods in Providence and bought the ingredients, and I came home and surprised my mom with some goggles and made a batch of soap, and I took off to India about two weeks later. This was uh, October 1999, and while I was traveling around India, I was using the soap and realized how much different it was from the ivory that I had grown up on. And... uh after about two years of traveling, I circumferenced India, Nepal, Tibet, China, Hong Kong, Macau, Tokyo, Thailand, and Cambodia. I decided to start a nonprofit that helped corporate corporations be more sustainable on a social, economic, and environmental level, and decided to start a cosmetics company based on the soap recipes uh, to fund the nonprofit. And I moved back to the states and moved to Colorado. And I started making and selling soap at different fairs and started getting into a few stores. And flash forward seven years, we are now the fastest growing our line of organic skin and body care in the U.S. We are the largest organic soap factory that uses cold processing methods, which is the original way soap is made in the U.S. And uh, we're sold in 12 different countries, and we're sold at Whole Foods and 
Wild Oats and Macy's and Nordstrom's and Anthropology and Trade Secrets. And we have about 50 employees, and our factory is about 10,000 square feet. And we employ a living wage, so the lowest paid employee at Pangea makes 12.50 an hour, which includes full health, medical, dental, and vision insurance. We have a 3,000 square foot organic garden that we pay our employees to operate, and it feeds them with organic produce about six months out of the year. And we are microfinancing women-owned cooperatives in developing countries to produce the ingredients that we use to make our products. Because uh, right now, you know, women grow 87% of the world's food and still only own 1% of the world's land. And our factory is also 100% wind-powered, and all the carpeting and paint that's used in the building is zero VOC, meaning no off-gassing. Now, Joshua, you guys have branched out way beyond soap at this time. You guys cover a huge spectrum, and I was reading up on some of the exciting news. You guys have a children's line coming out. Is that true? Um, we did, and we, we finished uh, producing it, but we are delaying the launch of it until 2010 and really just focusing on our skincare right now is doing really well. Um, it's probably the top organic skin skincare line in the country right now. It's It's really unique because although it's organic and chemical-free, it also works really, really well. It has basically the same efficacy as a lot of the bigger brands that use a lot of harsh chemicals to get the efficacy. We spend a lot of time on unique formulations. I'd like to learn a little bit about that. Tell me about the, the, the formula aspect of your industry. I mean, they're, they're, it, it's a cluttered industry, you'd have to admit. I mean, you know, one step into a uh, you know, a traditional, you know, a pharmacy, for example, you know, a CVS, and you're faced with mountains of different brands and products for, you know, shampoos and toners and cleaners and scrubs and all the other fun thing. My wife, my wife doesn't even buy stuff really, you know, uh, at, at the pharmacy because she goes to other little boutiques where, again, once again, I'm overwhelmed with selection and products and organic this and organic that. What are the distinguishing characteristics of, of, of anybody in your industry? Like, how do these formulas get put together, and why are some better than others? That's my question. Well, a lot of people think that the cosmetic industry is regulated by the FDA, but the truth is it's completely unregulated. There's about 100,000 chemicals being used in the U.S. right now. None of them have ever been tested for um, human safety. And so a lot of these products that you're finding at stores, whether they're claiming natural or organic or not, contain many, many chemicals. In fact, a lot of them are carcinogenic, nervous system disruptors, and so forth and so on. And you know, what we really focus on is, hey, this, your skin is your largest organ. You know, and we, a lot of us forget it, but it's absorbing 87% of what you put on it. So if you go home and start reading the back labels of the products that you're using and that you're giving to your children, normally you can't even pronounce most of the ingredients. You know, the ethyl methyl propyl parabens, the sodium hydromethyl glycinates, the polysorbate 60s. I mean, these are all chemicals that we're basically putting into our body. And so what Pangea focuses on is the skin's the largest organ. Everything that we put in every product is a performance ingredient. So on average, your average lotion or shower gel or, you know, eye cream is about 95% filler, and they add about 5% actives. What we believe is if we're going to put it in a bottle, it needs to be doing something positive for your skin. So, for example, 92% of the ingredients in every product we make are antioxidants. Antioxidants are the only proven way to stop what we call premature aging. 72% of the ingredients are anti-inflammatory. 
a lot of the body's problems, whether it be skin or other, have to do with inflammation. So we utilize nature at its finest point to deliver ingredients that actually work. And, you know, a lot of people think they're using herbal products and natural products, but, for example, you only have to have a hundredth of a percent of an herbal extract to put it on your label. And, you know, we do a lot of work on the efficacy of the herbal extracts that we're using, and we use them for effectiveness, not just for label dressing. Joshua, do you ever have trouble keeping um, costs down? I mean, I know that, you know, you guys make great products, but I know you, you probably make in smaller batches than, say, the store-bought, you know, Ivory or Dove or any of those other brands. Do you find that it's ever hard to keep the costs of organics down? You know, it's interesting. Like, if you go to, um, you know, Whole Foods, our products are definitely premium. But if you go find our products at Macy's and Nordstrom's, they're considered very affordable. Um, what a lot of people don't know is like an average ad in, say, Vogue can cost anywhere from eighty to $200,000. So a lot of these products that will cost $150 for a one-ounce eye cream, about 60% of that is in, is in marketing. So we don't, we don't use a lot of money on marketing. We use the, the money on the ingredients. So it really depends on what industry you're in. But, you know, our mask is a five-time award-winning editor mask, and... It only costs, I think, $40 or $39 at Macy's, and your average mask brand you know, can cost up to $200 for a two-ounce mask. Now, before we get into asking you to ship a whole bunch of products to Mandy, our, my <laughs> co-host here, <laughs> uh, <laughs> me so well. I, I have a tough question for you. I'm famous for challenging questions, and here's my question. So, Okay, I love the concept of natural, you know, uh, body saving, you know, natural, you know, ecocentric, uh, you know, products. But help me with this. So you're using natural ingredients within the products: coconut, olive, hemp, right? Aren't you sort of, you know, taking natural, uh, important uh, livelihood out of nature to make your products, like? Maybe not with coconut or, or olives, but hemp. You know, are, are you chopping trees or killing things to use them in your product? That's my question, and it's challenging. You know, that's a great question, and I have a great answer. <laughs> <laughs> so in, in uh, 2000, when I came back from Asia and I started researching the ingredients that go into your, your average natural soap, if it's not made from animal fat and it's vegetable-based, is made from palm and coconut. Mm. So I'm an avid environmentalist. I have been since I was 16, and I started researching every single ingredient and its impact on the environment. Mm. And I realized that palm trees in particular are the number one reason for deforestation in the Amazon, number one reason for the depleting population of orangutans in Borneo. And so I decided I was an experiment. And it was, a, it was an experiment that came for two different reasons. One, I realized that 95% of most cosmetic ingredients come from overseas, and I wanted to create a line that lessened the impact of shipping ingredients. So I started experimenting with ingredients found in the U.S. And this today, Pangea is the only skin and body care line that 50% or more of our ingredients come from the U.S. And we are also the first vegetable-based non-palm oil soap in the world. And so mm. a lot of what we do is focus on ingredients that are non-invasive, have minimal production needs, such as we don't use any hexanes or solvents to extract our ingredients. They're all either cold processed or cold pressed. 
And like I said, our nonprofit, which we fund, is starting to work with Women for Women International to actually microfinance organic farms in developing countries that are going to be owned by women. And the other way to look at it is Pangea requires about 380,000 acres of land in 52 different countries to produce the ingredients to make our products. That's 380,000 acres of land that are now converted to organic and do not have pesticides or herbicides or, or fungicides being sprayed on them every day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow, that was a great answer and a, and a tough question. <laughs> but in the end of the day, some of your products are using coconut and olive and some of the other things, but your point being that you, you minimize that and that's that's what makes, you know, and, and you, and the way that, things are farmed within the land that you're harvesting is, is through best practice, you know, and uh, natural remedies. Is that Did I get that right? Absolutely. Kind of, sort of. You know, there's, there's a lot of different ways to look at it. I always tell people sustainability is an interesting word. It's also a rabbit hole. So you want to take it a little bit further. Your average cosmetic product that doesn't use natural ingredients takes 300 to 1,500 years to break down. Mm-hmm. So just imagine right now. Everybody in America taking a shower. Yeah. And all those ingredients, all those products that you're using, a lot of times we don't think about this, but they're going down the drain. Mm. And so those ingredients, not only are they toxic for your body because your skin's absorbing them, but when yeah. you wash them off at either during the process or at the end of the day, they're going into our ecosystem. So those ingredients are getting in. I mean, you can go to any creek in America right now and find traces of thousands of cosmetic ingredients in, in the water. Yeah. In fact, they're finding traces of parabens inside breast tumors inside women. You know, I mean, yeah. this stuff yeah. is getting everywhere. So if you're not using natural ingredients that you would normally use for food, what are you replacing it with? Like polysorbate 80 is an emulsifier used even in the natural product industry. It's the same ingredient they use to de-ice plane wings in the winter. Remarkable uh, knowledge base, Joshua, and we appreciate it. We're going to take a break in a second, but one more 10-second question for you to think a little bit about um, maybe, and then we'll take a break. Um, uh, Laundry detergent. Have you thought about the problem of laundry detergent? Um, and let's let's take a quick break, everyone, and we'll come back, and I want to hear what, what your answer is there because that is a significant problem that's really damaging the environment, and we'll, we'll get a good answer from Joshua on what he's got uh, going on there. Every, back in a second, everyone. Life Tips will be right back after this short break. How do you choose the right affiliate network to partner with? The answer is simple. MarketHealth.com, where health and wealth connect. Established in 1998 and formerly known as Joe Bucks, the MarketHealth.com affiliate network allows you to market and promote the world's leading health and beauty offers on the net. Start making recurring income and the highest payouts in our industry. Choose from over 50 of the hottest selling offers, ranging from herbal supplements, skincare, vitamins, beauty products, weight loss, and much more. Sign up for free at MarketHealth.com and start making money today. Okay, so you're telling me that if I put the Go Currency Converter on my site, all my international customers can see how much they're paying in their own currency? Yeah. GoCurrency.com has free currency converters, language translations, international clocks, everything you need to do international business. So how does it work? Conversion elves. Conversion elves? Yeah, watch. Want to know what this will cost in euros? Check this out. Listen up, elves. We got one. $34 US. I need that in euros. Now, people. We got it. Put it up there, elves. Wow. Currency elves. Who knew? GoCurrency.com. 
free currency converters, language translations, and more. GoCurrency.com. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan from the Daily Searchcast. You know, we love bringing you the news every day, and that's made possible by the sponsorship of BruceClay.com. They've just made Inc. Magazine's list of the fastest-growing private businesses. They've exhibited and sponsored at my conferences from the very beginning. Bruce has got that long-standing search engine relationship chart. Had been out there with the code of ethics. Been a search engine expert in the field for ages. But did you know that Bruce Clay can do more than help you with just SEO? They can do PPC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding. Everything you need for success in the online marketplace, you can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years, offices worldwide, they've got answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Bruce Clay Incorporated. Affiliate marketing is changing rapidly. Stay ahead of the trends with Affiliate Marketing Insider. Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Affiliate Marketing Channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. And now back to Life Tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, and wiser. Here are your hosts. Welcome back, everyone. We're here with Joshua Oniski. Onisko. <laughs> I got it wrong. Someone had to get it wrong. Don't hurt I, I took, the, took the hit there. <laughs> Welcome back, Joshua. Thanks for having me. So, detergent. A real problem everywhere in the United States, particularly in hotels. Any thoughts on that? Any plans in the future to... Well, you know that that we only make health and body care products, but I do do a lot of research about everything that's non-environmentally friendly within my own life and others, and I actually have put quite a bit of thought into laundry detergent. In fact, you know, seven years ago when I started making soap, we have end cuts, which are the pieces of soap that don't make it into retail boxes, and I put a cheese grater by my uh, by my um, my washing machine. And so when I have to wash my clothes, I just grate a few pieces of soap, just like Parmesan, into the machine, and whites come out whiter and the brights come out brighter. And it started me thinking, like, what happened to soap? You know, it used to be called laundry soap. And what a lot of people don't know is 90% of what's labeled as soap out there is actually a detergent which is made of surfactants, and a surfactant is an acronym, actually, for surface active agent. And surfactants are in hand soap and shampoo and and floor soaps and laundry detergents. It's what breaks apart. It's a non-ionic process that breaks the oil and dirt off of whether it's you or your clothes. And back in the 50s, when people started producing synthetic surfactants, such as sodium oil sulfate and cocomyl propyl betaine at one-tenth of the cost of making traditional soap, which is a saponification process where you take an alkali and bond it to a fat, such as olive oil or coconut oil, everyone switched over to laundry detergent. Flash forward 58 years later, the reality is with the technology that we have, we shouldn't even be using soap to clean our clothes. We should be able to use vibration to, like, ultrasonic vibration to clean our clothes. Why we haven't done this yet, I don't know. Um, probably because the entire laundry detergent industry, which is a multi-billion dollar industry, we've got a business, but we're sacrificing our ecosystems and our environmental and social health for an industry, to me, that is completely outdated. And we should be asking GE to be producing detergent-free washing machines. That is... Uh, uh, well, first of all, I went out, I just went out and registered Parmesan Pangea, 
<laughs> which is going to be a laundry detergent brand, and you and I are going to I am Italian. deal with all the chips, and I'm going to get a shredder out and be in business tomorrow <laughs> selling laundry soap, not laundry detergent. <clears throat> But um, but but why not? Why not get into that business with, with your chips or with some solution? And, 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 and you know, it took me five years of running a business, and I woke up one day and said, "Focus, <laughs> focus." Right. <laughs> well, right. my whole life was all about. Oh, I'm going to try this. I'm going to try that. I'm going to travel this country. I'm going to travel that country. I'm going to try this job and try that job. And mm-hmm. when I started the company, you know, I'm I'm a creative, so I create things, and I like marketing, and I like developing products and making extracts, and a lot of what it took to create a successful business after eight years was learning how to focus. And you know, if I go out and create a laundry soap, that means I have to create an entire sales and marketing plan and team just to sell the soap when Pangea is still marketing and selling skin and body care. So, sure, maybe someday I'm going to go into the laundry soap business, but actually I hope that when that day comes, no one will be using laundry soap anymore. <laughs> Joshua, tell us a little bit about your, your – you've got some really cool gift boxes that come with a little bonus. Tell us about that. We do. About four years ago when we were developing the packaging for Pangea that people see today, I did a little research and realized that we cut down about 900 million trees a year just in America to make boxes. And we decided to use a company that makes egg crate cartons to make the boxes that we utilize to ship around our products, such as the skincare and the bar soaps. And egg crate cartons are actually made from shredded uh, newspaper, recycled newspaper. And it's a zero-waste process. Everything gets used in the process. And the only thing you need to make what they call as molded fibers, water, and newspaper. So we developed tree-free packaging that, contain seeds inside the pulp. So our skin and body care, you can wet the box and plant it, and it will grow some of the herbs and flowers that we use to make our product. And about a year ago, when all of the bad press started coming out about carbon offsets and companies saying, well, we're planting a million trees somewhere to offset our company, I decided, why don't we just empower our customers to plant their own tree and offset themselves? And we bought a couple million uh, Colorado blue spruce uh, tree seeds and put them in our boxes. So when you plant our holiday gift boxes, which contain a bunch of Pangea product or our bar soaps, up will sprout a Christmas tree. Byron, isn't that awesome? And this year, if all of our consumers plant their boxes, we figure there'll be between 500,000 and a million trees, which is equivalent to not driving an SUV 30 million miles. That is so <laughs> cool. That's a nice tagline in the end. Who did the calculation on that, I wonder? Someone in marketing. <laughs> <laughs> what, it's a tough economy out there right now. What, what is your company doing to uh, help, help consumers and or look at the problems of pricing and, and price increases and or decreases? Tell me what your thoughts are on that. Well, we, we still are encouraging people that, the green economy is the future. It's the fringe that predicts the future. And, you know, a lot of what we talk about is even during a recession, we need to think about buying more local, more sustainable products. And so one of the things we've been doing is we have a Give Green campaign that consumers can actually purchase their Pangea holiday items at cost in certain locations. So, you know, a lot of our partner companies and uh, some of the magazines and publications we work with can do that. And if your listeners actually email 
holiday at PangeaOrganics.com. We'll send you an order form that will allow you to buy all of our products during November and December at wholesale. So you can give green, sustainable, um, ecological gifts for the holidays at half the price that you would pay for at the store. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And <clears throat> are you, you take orders on your website, correct? <clears throat> we do. And what is your thought about <clears throat> the problem of, of packaging and, and how you know individual orders via packaging are you know uh, con- you know uh, consuming more more paper, more boxes, more shipping, and you know. W- do you have any thoughts on that? Have you looked at the scalable problems and, and, and any thoughts on where the web is going and where the web should go with regards to distribution of, of products like yours? Well, it's really interesting. I mean, we ship both from the east and west coast, and there's a lot of carbon footprint data that goes into the different types of freight. Obviously, if you overnight anything, it's completely unenvironmentally friendly. Um, a lot of trucking companies, especially UPS, are, which is who we use, are doing a lot of things in efforts to reducing carbon emissions during the shipping process. I mean, here at the factory, we try to use as much post-consumer boxes as possible. Um, when you get your Pangea order in the mail, you know, not only is the packaging of the product sustainable, but the way that we protect the product during shipping is using unused reams of paper from a newsprinting facility about a mile from Pangea. So when newspaper is being printed, there are these giant reels. I think they're about eight feet in diameter. And they're running so fast that they have to change out one reel um, still while there's about nine inches of paper, which is, if you can imagine, an eight-foot wheel of paper. Eight inches is quite a bit of paper. They have to take it off the machine and put a new one on, otherwise it'll run out. Well, we actually take all those reams that would normally go into a landfill, and that's mm. the, the paper that we use for packing all of our product. Mm. I have a concept for you. <clears throat> um, sometimes my ideas are really good, and sometimes they're not, but I, <laughs> I wanted to throw this out to you, and, and this is the kind of work that I do or, or do over at Idea Launch, our other company. So one of my favorite um, uh, things that I have in my possession, actually from Life Tips, is this package that's they went around the world a couple of times. We used to give away free T-shirts, and there was someone in Malaysia that was a writer for us, one of our gurus at Life Tips, and we we tried several times to keep sending this T-shirt to them, and it it went to Australia, then it went back to the U.S. because of customs, and then went back to them, and you know, so it was it was, it was this beat up box that finally made it way back to us, and we we gave up unfortunately. And I think we actually ended up using another type of package box because it was a round tube. Anyway, I tell you that story because here's the concept. So why can't a company like yours send me a box? And on the bottom of that box, it says, if you bring this box to this local company, which we have a partnership with, that box will get used again. Right? So a recycling effort within your, within your industry, if you will, or... If you take this, you know, you know what I'm saying. I mean, why can't somebody come up with an idea like that? First of all, what do you think about that idea? Because that box, and my wife gets boxes all the time delivered at our house. I mean, it gets thrown away because there isn't any instructions for her, any incentive to her to take it somewhere that would accept it to reuse it. 
Well, there's, there's again, there's multi-answers. So when I first started Pangea, there's a place in Denver that is about uh, an 80,000-square-foot warehouse that only sells once-used boxes. And so we were like, this is great. We're going to run this whole company on boxes that were used only once. And when you went there, you know, you could tell that they were used, but they were broken down in stacks. And, you know, we were like, this is great. Then we started having product after product after product damage. Boxes were ripping. People were complaining. We were getting so many boxes returned to us that we said, you know, this isn't making any sense anymore. So we started buying new boxes that just have a high post-consumer content in them. So, you know, the first answer is there are companies doing that. There's there's companies in every city in the country that actually buy boxes, mm-hmm. that you can go and buy reused boxes. The problem is that they don't work well. And the other problem is we live in an economy and a society that is hooked on the disposable life. For example, you go out and grab lunch. It comes in a plastic container. You grab a coffee. It comes in a paper cup with a plastic lid with a sleeve around it, and then you go grab a fork, a knife, a spoon, and a plastic bag with a paper napkin. And no one ever thinks about it, but Americans use enough plastic cutlery, which you maybe use for eight or nine minutes, to circle the equator 300 times. That's insane. Plastic cutlery. Plastic that's going to be around for our kids, kids, kids to have to deal with. Yeah. And so the real answer is how do we create a shipping process mm-hmm. that utilizes boxes that just never break down? I mean, plastic has its place in the world, but we don't use plastic properly. We use plastic for products that are disposable. What we need to be using plastic for are products that are meant to be used forever or for a really right. long time. I'm sure you looked into the plastic boxes. I know I found a company located in Boston, the Boston area here, that made uh, sort of these, you know, I have um, corrugated, you know, cardboard, right? They were made out of plastic, though. So there were two walls of plastic with dividers, you know, holding them up in between. I looked into it um, uh, some time ago because I was looking at... um, uh, uh, starting a, a company uh, with a partner in Maine shipping lobsters all over the country, right? Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, it was, it was, it was the, the website is webfish.com. It's, it's dormant right now. It's been, I've been asleep at the wheel. I, like you, you, you need to focus. So my focus at the time was Life Tips, not Webfish, but I started them both at the same time. Anyway, really cool boxes um, and absolutely durable and recyclable, and that was the business plan I had. Have you looked into recycled boxes, and, and why doesn't a FedEx, you know, use recycled boxes since they're making deliveries? And the same with the UPS. And, and, you know, the more boxes you get, they kind of stack within, within one another. You when give you them back and get a credit. Usable, Has anybody thought of something like that? And, and you, you would know much more than I. I mean, when you say recycled, you mean reusable, right? Yes, reuse those very boxes. Right. It's going to take someone like a FedEx or a UPS to actually create what's called a waste stream. So yeah. when you create something like this, you need to create an entire system. Otherwise, yeah. I'll ship you some Pangea, and then you have to ship me back a box. That doesn't yeah. make any sense. I need somebody exactly. out in Beantown saying, well, now we're going to take this box and send it to this other customer who sends it somewhere else. And so it's going to take someone very innovative that also has the way stream of a shipping company to say, okay, we're going to start experimenting with this. But, it, you know, in no way does Pangea have the ability or, you know, the economic means to create this kind of system. 
but we no, asked Joshua, for it. This uh, this holiday season, since everyone's starting their their holiday shopping, where are the best places for everyone to go out and look for some Pangea products? You can find it at Whole Foods, Macy's, and select locations in the East Coast. I know you're in Boston, right? Uh huh. Are you in Boston? Yes. So the Boston the Boston Macy's, the main Macy's there, is carrying all the Pangea products. All of the trade secrets and pure beauty in the country are carrying the Pangea products. You can go to PangeaOrganics.com, or like I said earlier, if you email holiday at PangeaOrganics.com, we'll actually send you one order form where you can place an order at wholesale directly here at Pangea. Awesome. So this Christmas, Byron, there you go. If you were wondering what to get me, done. We're just going to hope that Joshua sends us a nice big kit for you and all the gals here that they can they can talk. But enough of the plug. Always said if you give it away for free, it's not life. worth it. Joshua, it's been really great to to learn more about your business, how you started it, the roots. I'm curious when you when you when you set out for India and you had your soap. How long did the soap last? About two the soap, months. The first soap you had made. Two two months. It was about it was about did you bring along with you thousand that I ran out. I, I remember back from my travel youth hostel days when I had a little sliver of soap left and I'd be very, you know, carried around with me in my little dish. <laughs> anyway, that was a great story you told. It was great to learn about it, uh, about how you started things. Really interesting stuff. Thanks for being on the show today. It's been my pleasure. Thanks a lot, Joshua. Have a good day. <clears throat> that was a great show. Mandy, thanks for setting that up. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, Byron, I think that packaging, the idea of, you know, planting the packaging once you're done, just, just getting it wet, you throw it in the ground, you know, in a, in a year or so you have a cool tree in your backyard. I think that's absolutely one of the best ideas for packaging I've ever heard of. Which kind of fits with our seeds from, from Life Tips we just got, our wildflower seeds as a promotion. Awesome. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Good idea. Our promotion is on a packet of seeds, everyone, that we give out at trade shows. Yep. For life tips, so it. there's there's our green there's our green contribution on recyclable paper as well. So I suppose you could just just start watering the seed packet, I guess, and it magically would become something. So mm-hmm. there's our effort. Thanks for listening, and everybody. Hope your life is a little bit smarter, better, faster, and cleaner. <laughs> In green, <laughs> clean, green, clean. I like it. Right on. Thanks everybody for listening. We'll see you next week. Thank you.